0: Is it good angle? Can you see everything? Mm -hmm. Okay. Why is yours always gonna suck on it? Oh,
1: because in case I go. Oh no see chicken. Can I see chicken? Yeah, I can see it all chicken. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Have you got your phone? Because you'll need it for the questions.
1: Mm, are you tired? No. Understandable if you are. Yeah, and I know. What's it like, do you like the?
0: Sure. The glitz it's like and the glamour? In my face, but it's fine. Mm.
1: Well, it's true. <laughs> How do you feel? Fine. Are you nervous it's,
0: at all? Yeah, a little bit. It's a bit weird.
1: Mm. Well. The only camera crew we have is Chicken Burger. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: You <laughs> can introduce Chicken?
1: Yeah. This is Chico, otherwise known as
0: Chicken Burger or Chicken.
1: And Stinky Dog. And Stinking Wind. <laughs> <laughs> He's honestly one of the stinkiest creatures on Earth. But you're so beautiful. I love you He's so much. He's the best much. thing we've ever bought. Yeah. He is, he's the, hmm, the second member, the third member of our little family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, I'll make an introduction. Hello, welcome back to This Might Be Helpful. I'm joined today by my most helpful person in the entire world and my favorite person,
0: Brooke. Hello. Hello. It's good to be here.
1: Yeah, you're looking at the camera very well. you don't have to. You can look at me if you'd like. But okay. whatever whatever suits you. Okay. <laughs> Chico is just going to get comfortable.
0: Yeah, he's just going to find a comfy space first.
1: Yeah. Um, You are my fiancé.
0: Yep.
1: How long have we been fiancés?
0: Fiancés? Uh, nearly a year. Cam proposed in July last year. Um, Yeah, we've been together for six, nearly six years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long do you
1: think we'll be fiancés?
0: Probably forever. <laughs> because we can't decide on how to get married, so mm. until we decide that, I just who knows. It's not like a super, super massive priority right now. No.
1: Is there anything else that is a priority that you can think of at the top of your head?
0: Yeah. <laughs> We're having a baby. <laughs> We're
1: having a baby. We're having a real life baby. Yeah. We yeah. Are.
0: That's that's the priority right now.
1: That's the priority. Mm. A little baby girl.
0: Yeah, baby girl.
1: A little baby girl.
0: It's very exciting.
1: Yeah. Uh, so this is breaking the news. In is that a bougie way to like release okay, it? Who do by we a think pod- we are? A
0: podcast? <laughs> no one probably. No one probably cares. <laughs> four people listening to this. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but good for people. I'm glad that you guys are here. Yeah. Um, we wanted to tell you this way. Yeah. Because it's. Honestly, it's probably just the most effective way as well. Hmm. Mm, We, you in particular, had a very challenging journey to get to this point of conception.
0: Yeah, and I think it's important for me to note that, you know, like on social media and it's like, oh, pregnancies and engagements and oh my God, they have the best life in the world, but it's definitely, you know, it's a it's glorified on on Instagram, and the journey to become pregnant wasn't easy. And I want to just sort of, I have to highlight that before, you know when sharing that news because, um, for a long time it was really difficult for me to look at all those announcements and see all those babies and those beautiful pregnancy you know ultrasounds. So yeah, it wasn't easy, but we got there. Um, and I'm just holding space for anyone who's in that position as well, because it's something that's probably not talked about heaps and you don't share much of your life on socials, so,
1: Mm. yeah. Yeah, and we'll talk about the life that isn't shared. Yeah. (laughs) Because, um, you know, when I do this podcast, usually I'm alone and I, you know, it's my intention to be vulnerable, but of course there are gonna be things that I don't mention, just because I can't fit it all in my head. And when I arrive on the podcast, I want to, hopefully do something helpful, so I'm not like-
0: Yeah, people aren't like, tell us about your day.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I never have. (laughs) Yeah. Like I never have been like a daily vlogger.
0: Yeah, but it's understandable that just with the following you've gained and the listeners and the people on Instagram and whoever else um, are interested, fair enough.
1: Is it strange?
0: Yeah, it's a bit strange, a bit strange. Because you don't share, like you're not a- influencer or a blogger or whatever you want to call it you don't give people any information about your actual life so then people are curious um and i'm very guarded and private and i'm not you know i'm glad you don't just shout everything from the rooftops about our life but i'm happy to share some things <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah you're very thoughtful with your vulnerability and expression um you are all on private and you're you like your tribe of people.
0: On private, on Instagram?
1: Just in general. Like yeah, you're very secure in who you are and where you are and what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I am. I want to talk about this pregnancy journey though because yeah. it's been really, really br- uh, beautiful and brutal, not just the the years leading up mm. where you are doing all of the right things, but it's such an incremental type of progress that it can be very hard to see because there's only one thing that confirms the evidence. It's like, are we pregnant? Yeah. And if that isn't there, then you never get that confirmation that you're doing the right thing, that your body is working as it should, as you want it to.
0: Yeah, it was tough. It was, there was a lot of uh, preparation that went into it in terms of getting my body and mind in the right space and treatments and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But in terms of the pregnancy itself, that's also been quite a journey just with having um, hyperemesis gravidarum or HG, which is basically all day sickness all the time from, I don't know, week six or something, week five or six. Mm. Um, I knew I'd be sick because I'm just a bit, of a nauseous person <laughs> in general, I knew that like it would be a bit tough, but I didn't think it would be like that. It's been, yeah, hard. But in saying that, I can't I wouldn't change anything. You know, I feel like having a positive and great like I'm so grateful. So the grateful mindset has definitely helped because not one day did I think like I can't do this or um poor me. There's just none of that went through my head. It was just, wow, you are so lucky. So yeah, that, that's helped a lot.
1: Your mindset has been incredible. Yeah. Um, and I feel I would have vanquished early on if I had been sick for like two days in a row. But this I just is feel like
0: most men would. That is true. Probably shrivel yeah, I don't shrivel feel up well. <laughs> no. Uh, no, it's a whole ordeal when you spew. It's like, I was just it's a whole.
1: But the, 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 only time I've been sick like that oh in recent gosh. years, the sounds that I No,
0: no. I just, it was, yeah. You become like an expert at <laughs> it's a bit gross, but where can I be sick yeah. without anyone knowing? Because you're not meant to tell anyone that first trimester as well. So you're just like so unwell and hiding it from the world. It's hard. But mm-hmm. no, you wouldn't, you wouldn't go. I don't think you'd cope.
1: No. Um. No, no you asked me. Many times, if I could get pregnant, would I? And I still don't know if you're asking from the hypothetical scientific position of one day they allow men to be pregnant. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't be in the first batch of people that tried it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's second trimester has been really great, actually. So, it's st- I've still been cooked, but yeah, it you it's it's difficult.
1: You literally are glowing.
0: That's nice to know, I don't feel like I'm glowing.
1: Yeah, but you are glowing. Oh, good. You've you've never been happier, more whole, more resilient and positive and strong and beautiful and you're just like blossoming.
0: That's really lovely. Um, Yeah, I do feel like I'm super healthy and super happy right now. Mm. In terms of having the baby and what that'll look like for us, you know, I'm totally aware of the fact that it'll change our lives, but for the better. And I just think that we'll be fun parents.
1: Mm. Yeah. What do you Mm. want to do with your kid?
0: I just want to adventure and I just want to create a really loving home for them and instill positive and good values. And yeah, I think like just making sure that they- um, always feel comfortable and safe to come to us as parents is super important to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Now say this baby is born and she's a Libra. Yeah, well, that's as much as <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. she displays a similar personality prototype as I would. What would you sure try and will. teach that child? What would you do knowing what I am and how I operate? <laughs>
0: I think that, you know, expecting a child to, expecting a child to fit in with um, norms that we've become accustomed to, whether that's educational, social, behavioral, who may or may not be neurodivergent or who just maybe, yeah, like you, <laughs> is not, it's just not really appropriate. So, uh, you know, as long as if, if they, you know, if the baby um, wants to do things a little bit differently, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Within reason, (laughs) there'll still be rules.
1: What kind of rules though? I haven't listened to very many other than just-
0: You've listened to rules.
1: Moral and ethical and normal, stuff like that. Yeah,
0: no, no, you you know, there'll be clean up after yourself and- Oh yeah. You know, go to bed, (laughs) (laughs) go to bed on time. There'll be, yeah, but-
1: Now you are a psychologist Mm. and you work with children. I do. Knowing what you know about just the developmental cycles and the stages of development, Mm. what's that going to be like for you to be able to pinpoint that process?
0: Yeah, I think it's important that I don't obsess over it. And hopefully I won't. I mean, who knows? But yeah, um, developmental periods are really, really important. It's something that I get a history on with all my children, clients from their parents or carers. Um, I think the most important thing is unconditional positive regard, you know, loving your child, making them feel safe. If they have love and they have safety, you know, if you look at like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we'll be meeting those needs just because of who we are and and where we're at at life. And so I think that our baby will be fine. <laughs> but yeah, it is a really important part of, um, how children grow up and and even the adults they become. Developmental periods are,
1: yeah, major. Can you say that again? Unconditional positive regard? Yeah. What does that look like?
0: Not putting conditions on your love and your um, regard for a person is exactly what it sounds like.
1: So it's a way of uh, almost being able to teach and guide and discipline, but without it being uh, like a determinations on their personality, how yeah. they feel about themselves as a human being. It's it's behaviors that we that we can alter, but it's not the th- thing that is behaving that we call good or bad.
0: Yeah, if kids grow up thinking that their parents will only love and protect them under certain conditions, it you know it can cause adverse outcomes for them for sure because they don't, they don't learn that no matter what happens, mum and dad are, are safe places and they're, and they're here to stay for starters, but they're going to look after me. Um, yeah. It's just important that the child knows that they are always love no matter what.
1: And how important is that first two months?
0: <laughs> Who was the, um, Bruce Perry, Bruce Perry. I love Bruce Perry. And um, he and Oprah wrote a really great book. Um, what happened to you? And, uh, they ask those questions of, it's not it's not what's wrong with you, because a lot of the time that's what gets asked. It's what happened to you, and so they, um, he was telling this on a podcast or something, but I don't know who did the study, whether it was whether it was him or someone else. But basically, they found that children who were um, exposed to adverse events in trauma in the first two months of life. Had worse outcomes than children who weren't exposed to adverse events or trauma in the first two months, but were continually exposed throughout their childhood. So the kids who were the children who were um, exposed to trauma in the first two months, even if they had, um, that was where the trauma stopped. They had worse outcomes. The neural pathways that are being developed in those first two months are really, really important.
1: And like when you're in, uh, you know, a therapeutic setting. How do you even get to the point where you can address and and nurture and help heal something that is th- at the very bottom of everything? It's like the first neural pathways that are coming from this brain stem are in those two months. So it's not like we can go, oh, let's go back to our inner child when we were four. This happened and that happened. It's like, no, there's not even a frame of reference to go back to. It's like something happened and you'll never know.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's difficult and it's not, and especially because a lot of the kids who did experience adverse outcomes in those first two months, we don't have that information hmm. because they may or may not have been in their parents' care. So it's just about sort of attachment and how they're presenting at the time and um, yeah, their attachment to their caregivers really.
1: And so how many of those kids grew up always being told that or asked what is wrong with you, as opposed to what happened to you because they don't know. They might mm. m- be able to ever know in a literal sense it's like something happened.
0: Mm. many,
1: many. yeah. How do you deal with the things you experience in your work? Does it affect you?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it doesn't I don't take it home mm. because you can't because you'll never get anything done if you take it home in this, you know, if you're working with traumatized kids or you're working with adults, kids, teenagers who have experienced adverse events or who, um, you know, have a, a history of mental illness or trauma, you you can't take that home because if you do, you'll just, yeah, it'll ruin you.
1: I mean, you can't take it home, but also you're going to have some Imprints from this stuff, just like just chemical imprints, just feeling people's cortisol and these frayed nervous systems, and then seeing the you know the families coming in, and then just having the the challenge of even making progress with a child, and then they're going back to the house where all of the problems are being generated anyway.
0: That's the hardest part, I think, is when you know you see a child for fifty minutes every fortnight or three weeks, and they're returning to a chaotic home environment. And you're able to get like 25 minutes of actual therapy out of that 50 minutes, right? Um, you're dropping the ocean. Like I always say to my clients, I'm not—I can't work harder than you. You—you you have the work has to be done at home. Mm. But unfortunately, not a lot of them have. Some of them don't have the ability, capacity, environment to be able to implement the things that are recommended, and so the cycle continues. It's really sad.
1: Mm, the conditions don't support their growth at all. No. No. Mm. What made you get into psychology?
0: I always, it's silly because I always struggle to answer this question. Um, Human psychology, human behavior is really interesting to me. Less so the couch therapy that people think of when they think of you're a psychologist, but really delving deep into people's psychopathology and reasons for behavior and reasons for why they do the things they do, especially in this different sort of spaces that I've worked in. Um, And really trying to grasp an understanding of that and then trying to help them understand it as well. Mm. Because a lot of time people don't understand why they do the things they do or why they feel the way they feel. And so if you can help someone understand it, um, it can, yeah, be really good for their progress.
1: Well, because you take it from just this big, unknown, confusing, emotional... Kind of storm, and then you add like mechanics into it. And we're like, well, this is why there are clouds, and this is why it rains sometimes. And now you can know that these are these mechanical processes that that don't need to be um thought of shamefully and guiltily. Like these are
0: yeah. I get a lot of clients who come to me with a diagnosis that they've had for like ten years, and they're like, "This is just who I am," but they don't know anything about it. I had a client ask me the other day to. Uh, Provide some psychoeducation around his diagnosis, which was schizophrenia, and he had no idea what it what it even was. Like a doctor diagnosed him ten years ago, put him on antipsychotics, and sent him on his way. And he didn't understand what it was and how it affected the brain and behavior, and how how it you know what are the predisposing precipitating factors. And so we went through that, and it was really I think eye opening for him to understand his diagnosis and understand. That it's not his fault, and yeah.
1: Do you want to talk about how we met? Because people have asked,
0: yeah. Um, that's a smooth transition, <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's my podcast, man. I can do what I want.
0: Okay, we met in Barwon Heads, which is where we both grew up. Cam was back and forth from the States, but I think I DM'd you. I think Something you tragic might
1: have like that. DM'd me, and I lost the plot. Because I couldn't believe that you messaged me. I knew of you always as just like one of the, <laughs> one of the I don't know,
0: the cool, kids. one of
1: the cool. I mean, you're older than me. Yeah, you're gorgeous. I was tiny I don't and think just you're being tiny. No, I felt just okay. You because you, you would were, walk yeah. past me on the bus. Yeah, and it's like so literally strange. not even register that I existed. No,
0: I didn't know you existed on the school bus. We went to the same school. Cam is two and a half years my junior, <laughs> so yeah, I knew that well, my sister worked at his, your mom's shop, uh, and so I knew Cam existed. But yeah, I think I saw a photo or something, I might've DM'd you and said something along the lines of, what are these photos? And then you were a photographer at the time, so you you were always using, I think Chico wants to get out. Sorry, people. <laughs> If you go out, Chico, that you're not coming back in. Just leave the door open. Um Yeah, and then you were taking photos of people all the time. And then you wanted to do a a photo session with me. So, you took photos of me and you posted on your Instagram and then I was like, this guy's cool, he's funny. Because
1: at first, what were you thinking?
0: Well, because you were 19. I know, but. Because I was like, well, I was like 22, you know, and it's not really a massive age gap. But at the time, I was like, that's a, a- rogue. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done that before. No. But you were so, you're so mature and, you know, age just wasn't, a just didn't matter as soon as I. As soon as we started chatting. So, anyway, yeah, the rest was really history.
1: I remember your friends uh, warned you not to break my
0: little spine. Yeah, because in case you haven't noticed, Cam's a really nice guy, like a really nice guy. (laughs) (laughs) And my best friends, um, I guess, knew him and his mom, Emily, not this one, Brooke. You know, you can't get your claws into him, but <laughs> I did anyway. So, <laughs> And they stayed there. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that's how we met. And then Cam was going back to the States as he usually did for six months or whatever. And we'd been going out for like a couple of months. And I was like, oh, I could take a gap year and come to the States. I feel like our parents at the time would have been like, oh, this is – a bit sus, this could make or break them.
1: Yeah, it was pretty impulsive.
0: I think we've been together, by the time we left for the States, we've been together for six months.
1: I think it might've been less.
0: Yeah, and then we were were going over there for a long time. Mm
1: -hmm. And that's a quick way to understand if you are compatible with somebody is to just get into a van with them. And you can't hide when you're living in a van.
0: Yeah, I mean, and also like how quickly you feel comfortable with someone, because I was immediately comfortable with Cam. There was no – yeah, no, I was just so comfortable. And so, it just felt right to be like, all right, well, we're going to go travel to States and see where he lives um, half his life. And
1: that was – I mean, that was one of the most exciting, beautiful adventures of my entire life. Yeah. But it was – I remember when we flew into – we met in L.A., I bought a van, we outfitted it from different op shops and – of shops and Walmart in a day. Yeah, Walmart, yeah. When we started driving up through California and then uh, to Grand Canyon, Utah, Idaho, Montana, but within the first couple of days, I remember we were driving between Alabama Hills and I think maybe Desert Valley, and I was just blabbering on about something on a podcast and you had to say, "Hey, I'm not interested." Stop yeah, talking. You're waffling. Uh, waffling. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs>
0: such a savage. I do that, you know.
1: I just think it's it's interesting to to really highlight that. Um that the things that people are following me for that you know, people enjoy whatever I'm doing here, equally in our own home, it's like, okay, enough. Like it's the things that we love are also the things that are annoying. Okay, we had to take a brief break too. Take away Chico's bowl because he's being disruptive. Okay?
0: Imagine when we have a kid. Just chill. Never get a podcast on again. Podcasts are
1: going to be more challenging, Mm -hmm. I'm sure, but we must build systems around it, Mm -hmm. which is something I uh, find challenging and something that you are naturally very good at. You're a very systems-oriented person. Mm -hmm. And it can be frustrating for you to deal with me who is – Not energy that is difficult to contain within systems,
0: yeah. It's it's a bit of a challenge sometimes. We are so opposite, we couldn't be more opposite. It works for us, but yeah, I definitely it is that is a challenging part Mm -hmm. of our relationship.
1: And how do we deal with that conflict? And well, I feel like it's not really conflict, it's more just
0: you've got questions that people have asked, and you're Taking it over with your own question. I'm
1: just, I was just going to lead like, into
0: it. Um, we don't fight much. Um, something we adopted a while ago was: Do you want comfort or a solution? And I don't know where I heard that. I probably heard it somewhere on social media, but that question gets it pretty much dissolves a fight that's mm. about to happen because Cam's default is to provide a solution. Um, And sometimes I'm like, I don't want to hear your advice.
1: Mm.
0: So that's a good one. Um, In terms of like, how do we manage our differences? um, Adapting to each other and, and, you know, focusing on each other's strengths. Um, Often I'll get frustrated and I'll be like, why haven't you done this thing that's so simple in my mind? You know, pay a bill or book something or, I don't know, something that's just mundane. And he'll just be like, that's just not, it's not a strength of mine. And you'll just, out of sight, out of mind for you.
1: Yeah, and I try not not to let it be an excuse. Sometimes it is an explanation and it's frustrating, you know, for for me. I don't want to forget things like that, but it's like, there can be so much in the space of consciousness and at the same time, nothing at all. Yeah, and really, when it's when it's out of sight, it 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 is out of mind. It's um, I'm so distractible, like yeah. on, on on scales that I am still realizing. Like not just that I can get distracted through the day, but like I might get distracted by something for a week, two weeks, and then be like, "Why doesn't anything feel like it's working right now?" It's like, yeah. "Oh, because you got completely distracted with yeah. something."
0: Yeah, you get fixated on things, and you just. Cam's fixated on AI. (laughs) I mean, fair enough. But like months ago, he started talking about AI and I was like, what is he even banging on about? Now it's something that everyone knows about and everyone talks about, but it's been like a bit of a fixation for you.
1: I mean, yeah, it's going to completely um, disrupt our entire way of being human. Uh, But I just keep that to myself sometimes because similar to how you do not come home and be a psychologist to me, I uh, very much temper the uh, let's say advice the things that I would say in the space because there's a level of receptivity like there's a you know there's a question in here um, that was what is it like to be with somebody who's motivated through the day
0: Hmm. it's great because Cam challenges me Um, but it can be frustrating when i feel like especially being pregnant when i feel like shit and i'm just doing nothing i'm sitting on the couch watching trash tv and i just you i see you just like buzzing around doing a million things and you're always motivated you're always getting up and exercising and doing these things like it's amazing cuz it motivates me as well but sometimes when you're just feeling like crap you're like oh god can he take a day off <laughs> So, but you know, I am very lucky to have you there to motivate me, but also sometimes I'm not in the same space as you. <laughs> that's mm. okay too, that's fine.
1: Mm, mm, big time. Um, I d- have definitely had to learn what it is to be on a journey together, but taking different paths.
0: Yeah, and we work so differently to each other. Um, so yeah, we just have to Yeah. Be there for each other in terms of what what our strengths are.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think that we're also very good communicators.
0: Yeah, it's a massive, massive thing. Um,
1: I'm, you sometimes Yeah, forgetting forget just and gets to in the But I yeah. think those are two different things. Yeah, yeah, they
0: are. But no, we do communicate really, really well. Trust and communication, two of the most important things, I think. Communication is just like so key.
1: Mm-hmm being able to hold space and be real. Um, like adopting the position of transparency as early on in a relationship as you can, which obviously requires the the, the trust because people that have been transparent and vulnerable before um, maybe met with reactions that did not empower that in the future. Yeah. So people learn to hide and shield and guard themselves from hurt.
0: Yeah.
1: I just think that we grow well together we complement each other so well like i we you know we're in this beautiful beautiful home that had if it had not been for the strategic and and just sound decisions that you made consecutive decisions we would not be in this place at all yeah. you enabled us to build this really beautiful life what are challenges you faced when you and your partner are at diff points in our journeys? We're, we're in the, we're reading the same but I don't know if we're reading the same book.
0: We are ne- we've never read the same book in our entire life. You, you read the I don't, wildest I don't, I, stuff. I
1: don't mean literally. I mean like I was trying to come or up on with On the a, same page, a, a, is that what you're- Yeah, but we're not on yep. the, We are on the same page, but it, it, we're in completely different books as well. Like I look at a completely different reality. Yeah, what was you. the question? What challenges you face when you and your partner are at different points in your journeys?
0: Yeah, trying to get on the same page. <laughs> when I first met Cam, uh, he was like, don't want kids to at 35. And I was 22. And I was like, well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I can tell you that for free.
1: <laughs> you get what you want, don't you? So
0: I got, you know, not touching, like force him into it, guys, but uh, yeah, that's decreased by a decade. That timeline. Yeah.
1: So, so, to answer that question, what do you do just, when you're at you a different point? You got to just, get on my page, basically. Yeah. You got to get on my point. Yeah, <laughs> like
0: eighty percent of the time.
1: Yeah, and I've.
0: And, but communicate. Like, you got to communicate. I'm very practical. I'm very, like, okay. Well, what are your reasons for being on your page? And then I'll. Well, what are my reasons? And then. Who's got the best reasons? And it's usually me. So yeah, that's how I answer that question. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, communication. Like you just gotta communicate. Yeah. You can't spring something on someone and be like, oh, but this is what I wanted.
1: I think um, as well as- And it- al-
0: also, if you're not in the same place and you've, you're with someone, and you're completely on, you're on different pages. and And that, and you can't sort of get to the same place in life you could give them space to get to where they need to be and where you need to be if you can't do that together maybe it's not the right time for you to be together
1: because we're we are always trying to find the win-win it's yeah like it's never been a an aspect of who's right and who's wrong it's like how can we win how can we find Mm. just the resolution in all of this how can we fuse this together because it's, I'm so, we're so effective together. And like you really just are, you just fill my receptors in all of the blanks that they have.
0: Yeah, but also don't, um, we're not perfect. No. We've got, you know, ha- our own challenges. Pretty damn weird. Yeah, we're pretty good, but we're not like perfect. So let's just what would
1: not... What would perfect look like? Well, I don't know. Actually.
0: I'm not sure. Would it look
1: anything different than this?
0: I don't know. I'm just saying like, what, let's not put on this facade that we've just figured it all out. at no, 25 we haven't. and 28. We, yeah, we haven't. No. And like, plus throw a kid in there. We'll be having a different conversation six months time. That's uh-huh. for sure. Yeah. Anyway, next question. <laughs> if we spend 25 minutes on each question, we'll never get through them.
1: Would you rather fight a horse-sized duck or fifty duck-sized horses?
0: <laughs> a horse-sized duck.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. so too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite food? Burgers. Yeah, you're loving burgers.
0: Yeah, and like pregnancy, just burgers. I wish we had In-N-Out in Australia.
1: Yeah, we've been making little smash burgers. Yeah,
0: they're so good. Burgers yeah. for sure.
1: You've had major food aversion for the last several months.
0: Yeah, yeah. We still have it as well sometimes.
1: Uh, how do you know when you're tapping into your intuition? Do you feel it in your body, your heart, or something else? Asks Liz.
0: I feel it in my gut. Like I, I have had, like gut feelings, and I'll be like, this is this is right, or I'll have a gut feeling like this is wrong. Mm. It's like with this pregnancy, I've had a gut feeling that it's okay, the baby's okay. Um, I just yeah. I can feel it.
1: And when you have the intrusive thoughts come in, how do you regulate those? Mm
0: -hmm. Well, because I'm so logical, I'm just like, well, look at the numbers. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's not actually that common. If I have an intrusive thought about something bad happening, it's really, really uncommon. You know, just look at the statistics.
1: Good, so Mm your numbers gal, you gotta see, see the evidence. Yeah, I need the evidence. We're so different like that.
0: Yeah, I need the evidence.
1: Um, at Dom Booth one asks, apparently she has a hot brother. Drop his at.
0: Well, that's his at. At Dom Booth one, that's my little brother. Yeah, he's pretty hot.
1: Is he on the market? He's so
0: he couldn't be more on the market. <laughs> he lives in Darwin. For any ladies out there who are living in the Northern Territory, he's a good. He's a good time.
1: He's a, he's a good rooster. Yeah, he's a good rooster. Yeah, we, and love, one of the we funniest love Dom. People. He's probably
0: the funniest person I've ever met in my life.
1: Yeah. He'll come okay. on the podcast when he's up here.
0: Yeah, I don't really know like how he would present on a podcast. Hectic,
1: like, probably off the rails.
0: <laughs> He'd, be offend so <laughs> He'd offend so many people. He would offend so many people. you would have to have a language warning for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And like however many trigger warnings there are in the world.
0: Yeah. But he's no, also he,
1: very gentle, very kind. Oh no, very yeah. compassionate. He's,
0: he's the whole package.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Hopefully he moves over here.
1: I think he will. Um, On My Own Not Alone asks, what is your favorite sound found in nature and why if there's a particular
0: reason? Waves, Mm. the beach, because I grew up at the beach and when I'm in, sometimes I have like, I haven't done this in ages because I just haven't swam at the beach in a while, but like I've gotten into the water before and floated on my back and look up to the sky and. I think like this is the I'm in the ocean. Like I couldn't be less significant right now. My problems are mm. you know, you're in a, you're in an ocean in the world like it's just massive. The ocean's massive and just the waves, yeah. Have always been sort of a calming sound mm. and nice and
1: I think repetitive, consistent, mm-hmm. which is yeah, something you find solace in. Yep. Alchemistic Empress asks, "What's your detox slash nutrition protocol?"
0: Mm-hmm. Lol. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> There's no nutrition slash. What was it? Detox. Detox. No. 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 I don't. I don't do diet culture at all. I eat intuitively, and um, I eat what I want mm. within reason. Like, yeah. No. None of that.
1: Yeah. No, I think you do a very good job of just. I mean, you've had to navigate, like many people, the beauty culture, the diet culture, the um, challenges of uh, self-love.
0: Yeah, but um, yeah, know, there's no nutrition protocol over here.
1: No, but you're you're also very mindful. Yeah. Um. P. Seth G. asks, finding the purpose of life.
0: Is that a question or? Yeah. What's the question?
1: That, finding the purpose of life. What do you think about that? How do you find <laughs> it? Where do you look? What does it look like? How does I it I mean, feel? I don't know.
0: I just can't answer those questions. I don't know. What is the purpose of life? Fuck knows. To be honest. That's the most realistic
1: answer you could give. Yeah. Anybody could give.
0: I haven't figured it out yet. Like maybe ask me in, like, Fifty years,
1: yeah. And then ask me again after. No, I'll ask Cam;
0: years. he'll know.
1: I just will waffle though. <laughs> <laughs> the people want a direct answer. Can you give him an answer on the meaning of Do life they- in under yeah. twenty characters? No.
0: <laughs> no, I can't.
1: Um, are you dating Cameron? Well,
0: I hope so. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, advice you would give to your younger self? Asks Josie Moran.
0: It's all going to work out. Hmm. It's all, it all, it, it works out.
1: Yeah, that's advice you could give me right now.
0: I could give myself that advice right now. Yeah. But no, yeah, to my younger self, it will all work out and, <laughs> um, yeah, it's all worth it. Everything's, yeah, everything works out in the end.
1: Yeah. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. Yeah. If you had to, Jake the nature man asks, if you had to create a hybrid of three animals to build a clone of Cameron, which three and why?
0: What a weird question. I like it though. Um, a dolphin because it's Cameron's favorite animal. Mm-hmm. A monkey, because he reminds me of like Mowgli from the Jungle Book and yeah, I get monkey vibes. One
1: more animal.
0: Like a fucking meerkat or something. Sid from the ice Oh, Sid, what's he?
1: What is he? Sloth.
0: Yeah, uh, no, 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 because I can't really, you don't, you're not sloth-like. No. Like a meerkat. Meerkat? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Ooh. A meerkat, a dolphin, and a monkey. I'll take that. Yeah. That's a nice little combo. I think you are, you have dolphin-like qualities. Thank you. But you also have jungle cat qualities, like a leopard.
0: Usually you say I'd be a house cat.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. Sometimes you're a little Siamese cat. Sometimes you're a leopard.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'll um, take
1: it. Not like a ragdoll cat. You're one of the cats that is
0: also yeah. not want to
1: be touched all the time.
0: Yeah. I'm not like a fan of cats either, so... That makes sense. Can I be a cat also that doesn't molt? Because that would just give me. Yeah. Anxiety. Well, if I was we're also, molting we're, everywhere. we have
1: dolphin in there too, though. So this is so a cat. horrific creature. Ooh. But also, I would say um, you have gazelle like qualities because you're very graceful.
0: Oh, that's nice.
1: Uh, but also, baby giraffe because sometimes you're not graceful. I'm
0: pretty sure it was three animals. You just.
1: I know. I just, I didn't know where to fit baby giraffe in. <laughs> Only because I've seen you run through the snow.
0: My best friend's husband says, I run like a baby giraffe. (laughs) He's so mean to me.
1: (laughs) That's so cute though. Shout out to Jake and Amy.
0: Yeah. Our our besties.
1: Yeah, you're pregnant alongside Amy at the same time, which is really special. It is. Um, Vanessence asks, what qualities do you love of Cam? How did you two meet? We answered that. And how do we navigate differences and disagreement? We answered that. Qualities.
0: We were talking about unconditional positive regard earlier, unconditional love. Like Cam loves me unconditionally every day. It doesn't matter about anything else. Like he just, he has the space to love so deeply and so wholly. Um, And I know that he's going to love our daughter like that as well. And so, you know, and also he speaks my love language. (laughs) (laughs) Um which since being really sick and probably before that has been acts of service. But um, there's that. There's also his mindset is always, I mean, not always, you know, you're not Gandhi, but mm. you, for the most part, are really positive. You always look at the, um, the bright side and get me to focus on, you know, gratitude and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, your mindset's awesome.
1: Your mindset's awesome. Thanks, man. i um, you know, I'd hopefully take on a little bit of you and yours. And I've, it's funny because you, you listen, but you don't, um, action. Well, no, no, you action. I could say something, you know, months ago about some, you just, you, you, you integrate things in your own very subtle way that, I've seen you just evolve and, and grow. Like you don't complain at all anymore. Yeah. And when I met you six years ago.
0: Oh well that's good. It's awesome. Yeah. Like you
1: just you're a boss now. You just like cut through life. Thanks. Like a sharp knife.
0: Thanks. Yeah. And in terms of working out differences, I like use that use that um that thing, comfort or a solution. It always works for us.
1: Yeah, comfort. Every single time. Yeah. Yeah, because often the solution is comfort Comfort, and holding that space. And then sometimes that creates the space for then a a more of a neutral and loving exploration of other solutions. Like you got to feel okay before we're ready to hear how we can, you know, move forwards. Yep. Mm. What sets your soul on fire?
0: Like my life? Yeah. Just adventuring with Cam and doing fun stuff, going out in nature, adventuring. Yeah, that sets my soul on fire. Traveling.
1: I want to add one more thing to the last answer of uh, navigating differences and blah, blah, blah. Humor is huge for oh, us. Yeah, it's like so Like when we first went yeah, to the we States, we that. started listening to Your Mom's House. Yeah. And it has been such a powerful tool for navigating uh, intense emotions because we have created a, an environment where I can call you a big-titted dump truck.
0: Yeah, y- you just have to – yeah, humor is so, so – in fact, I can't believe we didn't mention that till now. That's yeah, a it's massive part of our relationship. Massive part. Silly humor.
1: Silly humor because you, you can say what you want to say, but you can add the degree of funny to it because you, we can still see the humor in our – annoyances and frustrations and so it like exists alongside um any you know challenges we experience
0: yeah yeah it's a big one
1: yeah so shout out to your mom's house
0: Yeah, try Mm.
1: it out mom here now Uh, what do you think of the world and the state that it's currently in
0: i was just saying to cam earlier i couldn't sleep last night um just because i had i was yeah, I can sleep. And I was just thinking, like, far out, what is going on right now? Like the cost of living in Australia, the interest rates, just the government, the government in America, I can't cope with what's going on in America. I can't cannot fathom it. Can't get my head around it. Um And you know, just yeah. I see people who there are gonna be people who, because of what's going on with in terms of like cost of living and everything, who are gonna come off not great. It's sad. We're lucky enough to not have to be majorly affected, but I don't even know what to say. Like (laughs) what the fuck's going on? I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, chaos as per reigns supreme on mother earth and there's always balance and joy and love and connection and wisdom amongst that chaos. So, it is up to you to recalibrate your perspective to focus on what is working and contribute to more of that. Because if we reach a place personally where our minds are stuck on the pessimistic and cynical view of society, then they have officially won. Because when you are pessimistic and cynical and don't think things are possible, then you don't make any effort to change. And that is exactly where they want you. Powerless and feeding from the hand of a machine that doesn't look at us as people so at the end of the day you gotta make yourself feel good and look at the good shit in life it's a, the most effective way of processing reality i just want yeah to say and that. don't
0: listen to the news
1: don't listen to the fucking news
0: just it's yeah there's nothing ever like, positive on there
1: go for a walk
0: i don't listen to the news. i don't want to read the news. a
1: book like change the content that we consume yeah because we we are what we eat we are what we see So you gotta change where you're looking. Just wanna say that. Amen. Amen at that. Um, Michelle asks, what is your main concern about being yourself? You have any?
0: What is your main concern about being yourself?
1: Yeah, like I'm not quite sure what she's asking there. Maybe like, are there any things about yourself that you-
0: Concerns me? Find
1: challenging?
0: I can be like really concrete in terms of my thinking. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, and sometimes trying to change my perspective is a little bit difficult because I get set in my ways. Um, but I don't think I have, like, major concerns with myself. I, yeah, I don't think there's anything that I'm like, oh, that's a major concern.
1: No, you're very secure.
0: Yeah, and I'm very secure. you do
1: have a growth mindset. Sometimes I can get frustrated by Self-talk on your end. Just oh yeah, but also
0: it's not it's not like sinking deep into me when I'm like, oh, I'm so out of breath. I'm a fat mole. I'm not mm-hmm. actually like, I don't actually think that. No, that's, a that's lot of the time humorful. I just talk shit and Cam's yeah. like, don't say that about yourself. I'm like, oh God, I'm not actually, I'm not gonna get right in my diary and you know, it's just how I talk. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, no major concerns over here. No. It's we're nice for me.
1: Very lucky. For now. For, yeah. We'll, we'll see. Sure. Always maybe. Yeah. Um I've been wanting to be alone a lot recently, but I'm scared my friends will feel pushed away.
0: Yeah, you've got to break that ice, I feel, because I back in the day, my friends were always wanting to socialize heaps, and I just ended up changing the like their view on how friendships needs needs to go. Like I don't need a lot of social nourishment at all. In fact, I'm very, very comfortable um, just with Cam and I a lot of the time. So if that's how you want to be, you just need to explain that to them. I'm pretty sure I had that conversation with my friends. They they would get offended sometimes like, oh, I'm personally making any effort. I think I made it very, very clear that you guys are my people. I love you. I don't need to be with you every day. Back, day. I'm talking back when I was like, maybe. Yeah, early, early 20s or teenagers. But yeah, you just need to make that
1: clear. Have the conversation and just yeah, be able to communicate it because if we don't communicate, then we allow things to sour when we could have just alleviated this unnecessary yeah. or additional suffering through a conversation. Yeah. And sometimes it'll take time for people to get what you're saying, but you give people that time and they'll get there. All right, now on to the community questions. Mm-hmm. And and then you're almost done. You've done a great job. <laughs> <laughs> you really have. No, it's fine. Uh, Laurel asks, I think you mentioned you're a psychologist and I'd be interested in knowing about your work, what issues you support your clients with. And then I'm curious what it is like to be the partner of someone who has a large social media following.
0: Okay, I'll answer the first one. Um, About my work. I work with a really diverse um demographic, I suppose. I work with children, adults from different areas. I work in Australia, so we have the National Disability Insurance Scheme here, the NDIS, and I work with a fair few clients who access funding through that, who have disabilities. Um, I also work with clients who are in the youth justice system um, and that's sort of my bread and butter is um, working with in that forensic space. did she ask like, what kind of things I help them with?
1: Yeah, um, you know, what you want to support them with. But also I think yeah. the distinction should be made that where you are is not where you're going.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, there's lots of different avenues that I'd like to explore within my career that I will do later. Um, I'd like to get more into that forensic space and working with the YJ clients, the Youth Justice clients. I think that's really interesting. But in terms of like, what do I help or what I support my clients with at the moment? Lots of different things. Um, Depression, anxiety, um, personality disorders, uh, psychotic disorders, schizophrenia, schizophrenia, trauma. Um, A lot of children who are neurodivergent, maybe they have ASD, uh, ADHD. Um, helping families navigate that and and how to explore, you know, emotion regulation and behavioral activation, stuff like that. So yeah, I'm doing a lot of different things at the moment just because that's on my caseload, but I would like to focus in one area. I also love doing assessments, psychological assessments. That's really where, yeah, I see myself going in the future. Um, but yeah lots, yeah, lots of different things.
1: Do you have any interest in psychedelics? <laughs>
0: Like, personal interest, not m- no. massively, but, you know, do I think they have a space in um, psychology? Yes, I do. Watch do you want space? to be
1: involved in the delivery administration or research of that?
0: Um, Maybe. It would be really interesting. I'm sure there'd be extra training and a lot of, like, protocols you'd have to jump through to be, because I'm pretty sure it's, it's a very strict, like, regimented now. Yeah, thing that clients go through and there's gotta be like a doctor, a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a counselor or a psychologist or something. So yeah, I haven't really thought hugely about it, but I think there's definitely space for it um, within psychology and um, neurodevelopmental disorders.
1: I'm curious, what is it like to be the partner of someone who has a large social media
0: following? It's really, uh, it's strange how people are so interested in cam cam's life (laughs) and people you know will recognize cam in public and it's just like what um cam does a really good job of not he his instagram page and he's helping so many people he does have a lot of people on there that are following him and his videos get a lot of reach but it's not like we said earlier it's not like blogs and you know about his life, so I feel a lot more comfortable um, with that. It's important that, yeah, we our life remains relatively private and um, that's not on there for millions of people, hundreds of thousands of people to see.
1: No, and also like there's, this is a long-term thing and I think in order to do that it needs to be sustainable and um, they're, you know, healthy, just boundaries in place. Like I really, I'm not a user of social media.
0: No, no, no. And I am, but not re- like, I don't post much on social media, my things on private. And you know, that's another thing, like the work that I do. I, I think people are very interested and curious because Cam is Cam on Instagram and he's got all these amazing things to say and people are like who who is this guy? Who's this, Who's this guy's family? And- fiance or partner and so I have a lot of people trying to follow me. Um, really? yeah, because fair enough, they're curious, but I don't know who of those could be a client. You know, my social media is private and it's you know not my full name and stuff for a reason because of the work that I do. Mm. I can't have clients seeing that. and um I don't want hundreds of thousands of people seeing my life. Care. Yeah, no. So, it is um, awesome what he's been able to do w- with Instagram, but um, it's – yeah, I'm not interested in, a bit, in it becoming something that he shares his whole life on. It's very weird when people recognize him in public though. I'm like, oh
1: yeah, it is, it's still strange, especially because I tend to you know, speak clearly in my videos and whatnot. And when I – uh, I'm recognized in public and somebody introduces themselves I can easily become a stuttering mess (laughs) Like you you (laughs) see me on the air
0: it's so weird it's like (laughs) is this the same person I know
1: because I'm I'm not reserved I'm I'm open with anybody that I meet uh but I'm the stuff that I share on the social media uh, and just everything that I do it it comes from a place of fulfillment rather than me needing anything, yeah, so to speak,
0: yeah, and when you give off that energy, you're not asking for people's opinions you know? I don't care,
1: yeah, um what the the opinions are, I think that if you have a clear intention, it really neutralizes so much of the bullshit, yeah, it neutralizes expectations, it neutralizes opinions and you know, any thoughts of, like, well, what are they thinking of me? Doesn't matter. I couldn't possibly know. And it also does not affect me. Yeah. So, uh, as Joe Rogan said many, many years ago when I first started listening to podcasts, he's like, yeah, dude, don't look at the comments.
0: Oh, I do that for you. I know you do. It's classic. It's never anything, rarely anything uh, negative in there.
1: Yeah. And I do read the comments, but I do not stalk my own profile because I just never want to to let it be something where I'm sitting there refreshing this page be like, got the followers going up? No, no. It's like I you know, I text the videos to Joe and then I go do other shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's not something that's a big deal in our household, like Instagram and
1: I'm not like running around like filming shit and getting in your face house. No. That would be you wouldn't tolerate that for a second.
0: No, no, I would not.
1: Um Do you have a favorite memory with me?
0: um traveling when we took that trip that first trip and we got the van and we traveled up and we went to canada and we went back to Montana. that like that whole trip was the favorite memory
1: yeah i like this one right here this is my favorite memory also
0: getting engaged was pretty fun too
1: (laughs) getting engaged was beautiful (laughs) and drew my best friend photographed it yeah it was cool and then Moving up here, we've just, life is just a beautiful unfolding of memories. Um, Yeah. I'm so blessed. So blessed. Yeah. Uh, What has been the largest transition in your life so far?
0: Um, I think we're about to go through it with having a baby, becoming parents. Prior to that, probably moving up here, moving states and leaving our family and friends behind and, and forming a new life up here where we don't know. Many people at all. Um, But yeah, I think ask me in six months time and I think it'll be becoming a mum.
1: Oh yeah, I'll ask you again in six months. We'll check in and see how we're faring. Uh, What are you most proud of?
0: I'm pretty proud of who I am as a person. I'm pretty proud of how secure I am and how how I attack things in my life. Um, I'm proud of our relationship. I'm proud of you. But yeah, I've come a long, long way, and I think that I am, yeah, I'm pretty proud of the person that I am, to be honest, yeah. without sounding. <laughs> Don't mean to toot my own horn.
1: Yeah, but it's it's nice when you allow yourself to do it because you are also, you're very humble. That's something that you might not know about yourself, but you are super humble. Okay. Um, got very sharp edges sometimes, but always humble. Yeah. Like you are judging people. But not from a position of superiority, just judgment. <laughs> <Sometimes>. <laughs> like Brooke is the fucking uh, antithesis of some of the content I make. Like, oh, my, yeah. i I I say applicable things, and they are. I believe in them. It's hilarious though the just the juxtaposition of having you in this house being. One I'm of sorry, the few people what was that word? juxtaposition. What does that mean? It's like two things placed in different positions so that you can see the difference and contrast between them. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, it's like I juxtapose the white against the black so I can see it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, Brooke and I are uh, different spiritual, uh, different spirituality wise. Um, we're on the same page about a lot of things, but we're just so divergent and different. Yeah. Um, Shauna asked what is the most exciting adventure you've been on but I think that we just described yeah. that um, what is your favorite part of Australia?
0: Um, part as in place do you reckon? Yeah. Or
1: I mean actually let's go part as in place and also part as in cultural
0: my favorite part of Australia is the people
1: mm. like I just love Aussies Yeah,
0: just legends for the most part yep um, and just like the laid back of people, um, especially here in Far North Queensland. Favorite part of Australia? I don't know. Like, I love the East Coast, you know, just I love the- all the places that we've sort of traveled up from Victoria to here. It's also beautiful, the beaches. Um, I love it up here in Far North Queensland. Um- I also love like country Victoria, like Dalesford and, you know, Bright and Mm, it's beautiful there.
1: I love country Victoria. Yeah.
0: But I have to say like Queensland is the place to
1: be. Yeah. Queensland's solid. Yeah. It's just very tolerable. Still wild, just beautiful. Um, All right. Uh, What is one or several fun facts you can share about Cam that we might not know?
0: He actually doesn't have his shit together as much as people think.
1: <laughs> yeah, that makes sense.
0: <laughs> because people just see things what they want to see on social media. And then they're like, I see comments like, how is your life so beautiful and how have your – look at your perfect life and perfect family. Um. And like Cam has all the right things to say and – but <laughs> I couldn't – organize a piss-up in a brewery, if we're being honest.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to edit this out.
0: No. (laughs) I'm
1: joking. I'll Uh. leave it in. Um, Maybe. No, for sure. I I work really hard, but only because I'm still learning how to work smart.
0: Yeah. Also, he changes his shirt like five times a day. Um, I don't know if it's like a textual thing, like a sensory thing, but he reckons it's like his different transitions in the day. Um, So, I find t-shirts- around the house constantly because he's just constantly changing from t-shirt to t-shirt to t-shirt
1: and moving from room to room to room.
0: Yeah. Um he hates black currant.
1: Don't like black currant at all. so Ugh. weird.
0: He says everything's his favorite food. Everything is. I don't even food. think you could answer the question of what is your favorite food. No. Yeah. Um he got chased by a moose when he was on rollerblades when he was like
1: i was on rollerblades in those sorry years.
0: yeah cam was on rollerblades so random um yeah that's that'll do, <laughs> that'll do.
1: <laughs> okay um is there anything about uh yourself that nobody could guess what's a little do you have any skeletons in your class you'd like to bring out the open
0: no probably not
1: no you keep your closet clean
0: yeah it's very clean
1: yeah Are skeletons in there you're, you're actually, you're so stable. You're such a <laughs> stable human being. No, you really are. Yeah. All, th- 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 the amount of stuff that I do to feel good, to regulate, yeah. like I was just moving around, saying different things, breathing different ways, trying new weird herbs out. Like just, I'm always doing things, but you're just like stable, just remarkably solid. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. You're like a rock in the river and I'm just like, the atoms in the water go oh.
0: yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I'll I'll wear away at you over time um alright best cam impression
0: um yeah pretty much yeah. <laughs> he says that people wouldn't know that you say that though uh cause you don't yeah yeah, yeah. pretty much yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure it's true yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah he says that stuff all the time it's yeah. funny <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, do you have any final words of wisdom to give to the audience before you go? No. Cool. All right. Um, I'm gonna say, follow <laughs> your heart. Um, <laughs> follow the vibe. Be open, transparent, honest.
0: Go forth with gratitude. Mm-hmm. And take initiative. Don't take life so seriously. That's another great out. point.
1: Yeah. 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 You can. You can. Be incredibly successful and hardworking and driven and do all the things you want to do without having to take it all so seriously.
0: Yeah. And uh, thanks for having me on.
1: Thank you. You are my favorite big-titted dump truck in the world. You're going to be an incredible mother. Thank you. You just are already are. And I love you so much. Love you too. Thanks. Bye.
0: Bye.